Our scripture this morning is Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 9. I welcome you to turn there with me or follow along as we hear the word of the Lord. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Oh, gracious Lord. How good it is to be able to hear your word and to speak those words aloud. Holy Lord, as we now consider what you might be saying to us, each one of us individually this morning, we pray that our hearts and our minds would be open to not only hear, but to act. Now, gracious Lord, will you take these words of mine, turning them from water into wine? Because we know, Lord, you will take even the simplest of things and do miracles with them. So do do it even now in our midst this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Last year at this time during Lent, we took a little walk together, right? We took some time over the six weeks of Lent, and we talked about the essential practices of the faith. The things that, um, as a Christian, are just important for us. Like, you know, those kind of non-negotiables. Like, it's important for us to be in worship and spending time in prayer. That we would study God's Word. That we would be um, serving one another. That we would be giving of all that we have and sharing this life of faith with others. Then in the fall, we took a a more focused look on studying God's Word. And this Lent, we're inviting you to take a little more time as we focus a bit on prayer. To focus on what it is to have a conversation with God on a regular basis and to hear from Him. Now, the prayer that we're talking about, uh, we call it the Lord's Prayer, or it might be more familiar to you as the Our Father. But the Lord's Prayer, this prayer is one that we've learned. Uh, it's pretty early on as a, a believer, or maybe maybe you learned it in church, right? I mean, can you think of when it was that you learned that? How long have you known the Lord's Prayer? How long have you been saying it? Was it from the time you were a child coming up through Sunday school? Did you learn it in school? Because I know that there are some of us here that, that actually prayed it in school. <laughs> um, did you learn it at home from your parents or your grandparents? Maybe you learned it at youth group, or, or maybe it wasn't until you were adult and you, you found yourself maybe in, in a Bible study or through a friend. But I think that most of us would know if we were asked to, to say the Lord's Prayer, we could, we could do it, right? Some of us might be like, oh, wait a minute, I just have to close my eyes. I have to, like, I have to be in that place <laughs> where I'm used to saying it to be able to get the words because I might, I might get them just mixed up here or there. I, I know them all, but sometimes 
Sometimes it's a situational thing. Now, some of us, though, I mean, we say in the, in the Methodist tradition, we just happen to use trespasses and those who trespass against us. But growing up in the Presbyterian church, we use debts and debtors. And then if you grew up in, in the, or spent much time in the Catholic church, that, that little, that last line, that doxology, right? For thine is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever. Didn't even use that at all, right? That's something that you've only learned when you when you've uh, came to a different church or something. And then if you were like my glitter grand, it was like yours is the kingdom forever and ever and ever, because she needed to tag that on there. <laughs> so while we may use a different word for sins or trespasses, while we may be more familiar with that doxology on the end or not. These are the words of Jesus. Jesus prayed many other times in Scripture. We, we see all kinds of other examples of prayer in Scripture. But when asked by his disciples, how should we pray, this is what he tells them. And so we take that to mean it's probably a pretty, pretty important thing and we should, we should do it too right? This prayer, this prayer that I've known since I was a child, uh, that I prayed with my grandmother before I went to bed if we were at her house or sat with the other grandmother in church every Sunday and would, would pray it next to her. This prayer is one that too often we can pray without thinking about it because they're the familiar words, almost like singing maybe happy birthday, right? It's such a simple thing. We, we say it often and we don't think much more about it. We know we're praying to God. We are asking for some things, um, but that's about all the time we're going to give to it. I'm, I'm hoping that over the next several weeks, you'll find that saying this prayer is a lot more important, that the words here have a lot more significance than we might give them. Because that's the thing, right? Sometimes we can get into a habit and, and into a practice, like, like even, I say it so often, right, to, to read, make sure you're reading your Bible, and, and we even give you a Bible bookmark to read through the scriptures in a year, and it's important to be in God's word. And so once you get into that habit, though, we need to be careful that we're not reading it just as, as something to do. But to know that as we're reading the scriptures, that we're actually paying attention to them and, and learning them and, and understanding better about who God is and, and what this life of faith really is about, what it really means to be called a Christian. I mean, I've... I just spent the last seven weeks with some folks um, studying the armor of God out of Ephesians. And I'm going to tell you, no matter how many times I've read it, I never got out of it what I just did in these last seven weeks. It, it is just incredible how God's word can be opened up to us if we'll take the time and sit with it. So we're going to sit with the Lord's prayer for a few weeks, talk a bit about it, but before we get into too much of it, I just want to remind us why we pray. 
Let's talk about that for a moment. Why do you pray? What is prayer really for and what is it all about? Well, prayer is a conversation, isn't it? It's, we, we like to talk about that, that it's really just as simple as a conversation, as simple as talking to someone, talking to God. Prayer is the conversation that we have with God. And now a conversation, though, is not all about the one person, but there's two people having a conversation. That's necessary. But as we talk, we, we have opportunity to speak, and then we give someone else an opportunity to speak as well. And there's even that back and forth in the midst of a conversation, The importance about our conversation with God, though, is that we intentionally allow it to be just that. That we give ourselves enough time and enough space where we're actually able to hear from God, to perceive what he might be calling us to or inviting us to, to do or to say or to be a part of. And we do that by hearing him through the scriptures that we're reading. We do that by, by just that, that sense, that understanding. You know what I'm talking about? If we're actually giving ourselves the time to hear from him, we will. So let me give you an example. On Friday, I had lunch with a friend. Now, I've been friends with this person for 30-some years, right? We were in high school together. Uh, we went to college together. We spent the first several years of the ministry uh, out of college together. We were at different churches that we were serving in West Virginia, but we would bring our youth groups together. We did all kinds of things within the, the West Virginia Conference. Like, we just did everything together. We would travel together and vacation together. Um, we even moved back from West Virginia to Pennsylvania around the same time. Like we did a lot of our lives together. And then for maybe the last eight, nine years or so, we just haven't been together. Just nothing major, right? It just, we hadn't. We hadn't been connecting. Well, we had lunch for the first time, like I said, on Friday. And we sat down and we were just, we were right there. You know, who is, what's going on in your life? What's going on in my life? What's going on with your work? How are things going with, with your family? And, and we talked through everybody because we know each other. So we could call each, each, we could call family members by name. Well, well, so-and-so was doing this. Are they still doing that? And I hear that they're into this. And, and we were just in it. Now you also, I'm sure, will not be surprised by the fact that I always have my cell phone with me. And I am one of the many who have the watch that also has the notifications to tell me if someone's calling or if I'm getting a text message, right? It's just, so does she, right? She's got her phone, she's got her watch. But we sat there for two hours and didn't notice a thing, not a thing. So we're getting ready to leave. We're paying our checks. And all of a sudden she picks up her phone and she says, Ty, your husband is texting me. <laughs> like, what? He is? So I pick up my phone. 
oh, <laughs> he's been texting me too. He may have even tried to call. It's all right. It wasn't an emergency. But it was just like, you know, we're so connected. After an hour, why did I not reply? Now it's getting close to two hours. Is something wrong? And now he's texting my friend. She's like, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're alive. Like she's alive. She took a self, like she took a picture of me like, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> But I want you to hear that story and hear how a conversation with someone that you know and who knows you can be so focused that even our regular distractions don't make it in. And I want to challenge us in our prayer. I want to challenge us in our time that we spend with God in prayer. Some of us love to talk and we're all about conversation. Others of us are like, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> I'll, I'll use the words I have to. And some of us are like that in prayer too. There are some of us that we're just ready to give it all, let God have it all. And others of us who are just like, mm, I'm not really sure what words to use. So thanks for being there, God. Thanks for loving me. That's... I don't care how talkative you are. It doesn't matter if you can feel like you could spend hours talking to God or if you're the type that just short and sweet. But I want you to think about the quality of that relationship and the, and the quality of that conversation. Is it just passing information that you're sharing with God or are you actually taking time to hear him and be in the midst of that conversation? Now think about the Lord's Prayer. How long is that prayer? I mean, I essentially read it for us a few moments ago. What, it takes less than 40 seconds, maybe? We could say that pretty quick. But in a 40-second conversation, is there a whole lot that's able to transpire? Now, it might be enough time for you to focus, for you to just kind of blot everything else out and just be able to call on God and be like, okay, God, I just need to focus on you. But is there much more that can happen? I'm hoping that as we talk about the words of this prayer and what these phrases actually mean and hold for us, that even if we take 40 seconds, that this prayer will end up meaning an awful lot more than we ever imagined. Think about it. Even just the first word. Jesus is giving his disciples a prayer to be able to use for on a regular basis, like on a daily basis, even several times a day. He's giving them these words and he doesn't start with, well, pray to your God. He doesn't start by saying, pray to my God. He starts by saying, pray like this, our, our Father. Immediately from the very first word, it is not about me. It is not about my 
family. It is not about my church. It is not about Jesus is God. It is about ours. Ours. Jesus says, pray to our Father. You know, he could have given any name. He could have prayed to God, prayed to to to. Uh, to Yahweh, pray to El Shaddai, pray to, there are so many names that we could give God, that, that we call our God. Pray to the King of Kings, pray to the Lord of Lords, pray to I am. He said, no, pray to our Father. There's an intimacy there, isn't there? A knowing. He didn't say pray to your Father, he said pray to our Father. Because there's, I know there's that too, that that some of us are like, I don't want to pray to father like, like my dad. My dad wasn't the best dad. That's okay. Because our God, our father God is not like any earthly father, even the best of fathers that we might have had in our lives. Our God is the one who has set the standard, who has said, not only have I created and provided everything for you, but I know you and my forgiveness is always there and my compassion is always there. And even in my correcting, I am loving our father, the one who knows us so perfectly. Our Father in heaven. Now, this is one of those words, right, that gets us because we can't see it in the original language for us to, to translate that heaven. We miss the whole thing. Because here, this word for heaven is not some one, one place, some, somewhere way above us. But this word is the one that indicates that everywhere presence, that all around us type presence. So our Father in heaven, in, in our presence, the one who is with us, the one who is everywhere in all things, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Essentially, make your name holy, hallowed, holy, well, he's already holy, right? This is part of our work in the midst of this prayer because this prayer isn't just about who God is and what God does. This prayer is also about who we are and what we do, our part in it as well. Hallowed be your name. Make your name holy. Here's, here's what it is. God, help me that I might make you holy that what I do and what I say allows others to see you as holy, allows others to recognize, allows me to, to declare that my life is not like the world, that my life is going to be one that honors you in everything I do. What do you think? Already, is that making that prayer just a little different? Just a little bit more? As we think about that just a little bit more, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. There's a lot more to it, more phrases that we'll get into over the next several weeks. <clears throat> but before we close, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you that you would take some time to spend in prayer 
with this very prayer. Take some time to to read the book that we have in the back. You're welcome to that book. And and if you're with us online, just come come over to the church. There's lots of copies available. We've got large print. We've got regular print. You're you're welcome to make a donation. If, If a donation is not something you're actually able to do right now, then don't. Just grab a book because we just want you to be encouraged in your life of faith and in your prayer life with God. So grab a book. We've even got some bookmarks if you want. Grab a bookmark. <laughs> but take the time over these next several weeks. It's Lent. Let's, let's use some time that the church sets aside and focus. Focus a bit more on who God is, on what his word says, what it really means for us and for our lives, and who we are called to be. There's a phrase that's used in the book and will will be used throughout that book and throughout the series. It's a Latin phrase. It says, ora et labora, pray and work. That idea that, that even as we pray, that reminder that it's not just about what God is going to do, But even as we pray, we'll find that God is calling us to action, calling us to work, calling us to do some of the very things that we might be asking him to do. Because he's going to help us find the strength. He's going to help us understand what the peace is. He's going to show us the ways that we need to be communicating with others and working with others and and giving of ourselves within our congregation, within our community, our families. So my prayer is our hope for this series, our hope for this Lenten season, is that we would find more of who God is as we pray this simple prayer our Father, our Father in heaven. Make your name holy. And that's just the beginning. Will you pray with me? Most holy Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you again for an opportunity that you give us to share together, to encourage one another, to study with one another through these small groups, to, to learn through, through the teaching from the pastors here and through the authors of the book. Oh, holy God, we know that you're not one who's just going to make all of our dreams and wishes come true but you are the one who wants and desires the greatest good, the best for us. And you invite us to be a part of it. So we ask, Lord, that you would show us more of yourself as we talk with you every day in even the simplest of prayers. Thank you, God, for knowing us and longing for that relationship with us. So we pray, Lord, that you would find us faithful 
faithful in these weeks of Lent and beyond as we learn more about you and commit our lives even deeper to loving and serving and honoring you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.